Hello. Recording. Hello. Okay, is this, yeah. <laughs> is this on? It's off. I thought about. Um, I unplugged your Wi-Fi. <laughs> I thought. <of> <laughs> She's in the walls. I thought about our first episode. Well, not our first. Well, you know, whatever. Episode two. Episode one title episode Absolutely. Two. And I thought about that and how it starts with just like, are we, are we recording? And just how much I like hate, hate that so much when it's like. No, I hate both of them with a deep, dark passion. Yeah. <laughs> deep and dark. If I could fight us from yeah. 2020, I would. Oh, totally. I would like beat the cholesterol out of me. <laughs> Rise and shine. Well, a very heavy, heavy We had a very Let's go ahead, Terrace Chase, and let's the the head the pit. Hello. Is your cholesterol still doing well? I see you're drinking a Gatorade Zero. So, trying to not drink those calories. I get it. I understand. I respect it. Yeah, this is a artifact from when I had. Food poisoning. Cute. And I needed to, like, stay hydrated, but I didn't want, like, you know, all that sugar anyways. What a great transition (laughs) into me talking about having COVID. Um, I'm okay. I'm, I still feel like I'm recovering from COVID. So today is what? Wednesday, August 24th. Could those sirens shut the fuck up? Don't they know I'm trying to talk? So, fuck, what day would that have been? Would have been the 15th? This is crucial. The people need to know. The 14th. So, well, no. Saturday, August 13th, I take an edible, which always a mistake. Always a mistake. I shouldn't be allowed to have edibles. Are you just eating deli meat? Just keep telling your story. (laughs) (laughs) Nick said, mind your own business. I was listening respectfully, and you can continue. (laughs) And I will continue to do so. Um, Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I took an edible that was like 32 to 1 CBD THC. And I'm like, I won't get high. And then I realized that I am the universe and I am God and I contain multitudes while I was like 15 minutes into picking my face in the bathroom mirror. I'm like, why do I feel like this? And then I was like, oh, fuck. And a lot of the time when I'm high, I will get like phantom sore throats or like, I don't know. I feel like I'm like more mm-hmm. in my body. Well, you're more like sensitive to like. Yeah. And. An ache and a pain. So in retrospect, I feel like that was the first symptom of COVID for me. That I was like, my throat feels kind of weird. But like... Phantom pain. But I was like, just go to sleep. You're fine. And then I wake up the next day. No throat pain. And also, I had like a really... (laughs) I'm just so hard being so popular. I had a really busy day (laughs) on Sunday. I had a photo shoot. I was getting coffee with a friend. Then I had to go to work. Then I had to go to rehearsal. And then I was going to my friend's party for she just opened a store and that's too much stuff i know but i was like ready to go Sorry, Claire, it's like time to spread COVID throughout all of eugene my Oregon. body was like i don't want to do five activities instead we're gonna get covid but because i'm a piece of shit 
I woke up and I felt weird. Like something wasn't quite right. My whole body just felt like kind of sore, but I don't know. I'm like, it's from rehearsal. It's from work. It's cause I'm overworked. Like whatever. Yeah. It's nothing. And at the photo shoot, I realized that I was shooting with my friend who I haven't seen in a little bit, but like we had a lot of stuff to talk about and like exciting life updates. And I was having the hardest fucking time concentrating. And like I was having to work like double time to respond to everything she said. And like I could feel it in my brain. Like she would literally be like, yeah, I'm moving. And in my brain, I'd have to be like, okay, Clary, she is moving. Ask her where. Ask. I like couldn't communicate like a normal person. <laughs> Everything was in like. This is how I feel normally. <laughs> Clary's like, I'm moving. And I'm like, Clary just said she's moving. <laughs> yeah, so I was My existing robot hamster. similarly to Nick's permanent state of being. My default. His yeah. default. And then I went to coffee with a friend and same thing. I was like having a really hard time focusing on what this man was saying. And like, I am already a pretty like scatterbrained, head empty ass bitch. And I was like, maybe I just didn't sleep enough. Maybe I didn't sleep the edible off. I get to work and I was like, something is very wrong. This is not right. Something is wrong in my body. And I was like, damn, I might have a fever. And then I was like, oh, fuck my, oh my life. God. And so I like literally got to work and immediately everyone was like, you need to leave. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Went home and I was like, I don't have COVID. I don't have COVID. I've dodged Manifest it for girl. two and a half years. Like, why would I have it now? Based on the, like, timeline, I maybe could have got it at the John Mulaney show, but that would have been a really fast turnaround, so I don't know where the fuck else I got it. Probably fucking Whole Foods. I mean, you could get it, like, literally anywhere. I know. I just, like, I wanted to blame it on, like, the big event I was at, but I don't think that's... Blame it on John Mulaney. I don't think I can, is what I'm saying. It was mm, too... Mm. I wanted to blame it on John Mulaney or Brandy Melville or something. Yeah, okay, when you sent that selfie from Brandy Melville, I was like, there's a Brandy in Eugene, because I didn't know you were going to the show. And then I checked your location. I like to keep my like, life private. little bird. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get to know everything. You have to, you have to want it. You got to find my location. Yeah, and then I did, and I was like, oh, okay, she's in Portland. And you're like, miss her. But was it a Brandy Melville or was it like... It was a Brandy Melville. Okay, because I tried finding it like on a map and I could only find like... It seemed like a store that sold like four different things. No, no. That's a brick and mortar Brandy Melville standalone store. That In Portland, when it cool. opened, like that. that was when I was working and part-time living in portland which i really should talk about more on the podcast i can't believe i haven't even no, like, i can't believe that happened it feels like a fever dream but based on what time the store i was working at closed and what time brandy closed i think it was like ours closed at six brandy closed at seven and i went like three days in a row when they first opened because i was like now's my time i have to do it i have to go and i would get stuck in yeah. fucking portland traffic every day trying to get to this brandy and then get overwhelmed because all their tiny tank tops look exactly the fucking same and i already have decision fatigue <laughs> anyway i got home i took that cute little at home nose swab test literally immediately positive immediately two lines like, I, it was like, drop the three drops. And I'm like, one drop, two drop, positive. 
<laughs> Alarms went off. And then immediately, I don't know if it was just like the confirmation of what my ailment was, but immediately I felt 10,000 times worse. It was like the muscle pain and fatigue and brain fog just hit me like a fucking truck. I had a fever for almost five days. I, it was awful. I like, I feel like most vaccinated people I know are like, yeah, it was so mild. I was sick for like two days. It felt like a normal cold. Uh Uh-uh. This bitch fucking wreaked havoc on my life and I'm still kind of suffering the consequences. Long COVID. I don't think I have long COVID, but I don't feel great. I'm exhausted 24 fucking seven. So I know nothing and have done zero research into it. But every time I hear about long COVID, I'm like, this kind of sounds like how I am. I know. I'm like, well, what? You're tired and you have body aches. Maybe you were born with long COVID. When am I? I've always had COVID. Like, <laughs> Nick pioneered COVID. <laughs> no, like literally, like I've I fucking. COVID. <laughs> I've always had COVID. <laughs> um, no, like when COVID started popping off in 2020, I was just like, okay, like been here, done that, you know. If you're but paying attention cool, like, to the trendsetter, yeah. you would know where to give credit to. Yeah, it's like, oh, doing this since 96. Whenever I was calling <laughs> it kidding, the China disease, should have been calling it the Nick Curl gay little. China flu. Yeah, should we call it fag flu. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> That's monkeypox, sweetie. No, literally. <laughs> I need to get that vaccine. I'm, like, eligible. I can, I can go get it right now. Do you just have to, like, walk Hollywood. in and be like, hey, I suck dick for fun? And then they... I have to show them the text that says I'm eligible. And to get that text, I had to fill out a form that said, hey, I suck dick on the reg. Do you um, have to show them your grinder? And then they can also no, block they just you believe. in person? I mean, they're not going to... They're going to look at... They're not going to, like, question... like. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're gay? Prove it. And you're like, look how many men have blocked me after they saw my face. <laughs> they're like, get this bitch double the monkeypox vaccine. They're like, get him monkey and cowpox. <laughs> I'm like, there's another. Cowpox <laughs> makes you they really just... beautiful, though. So you might want to contract that. And then maybe you'll find a lover. <laughs> monkeypox gives you open wounds. Cowpox heals them. No, the only thing, the only thing that can stop... A bad monkey pox is a good cowpox. <laughs> I've always said that. <laughs> I've always said that. Okay, the worst um, of... Oh, sorry. But keep talking about your COVID. The worst of it, the first two days, I... And now listen, if you're a youngster, do as I say, not as I do. Sometimes when I know that I'm going to have a hard time sleeping and I want to just, like, knock my shit out, I'll take an allergy pill, yeah. like a Benadryl, just to yeah, make me drowsy, totally. knock me out. Um, normally that's like a foolproof method and I have like kind of wild dreams and I just sleep like a little baby. Um, wrong. Benadryl Benadryl dreams. Benny dreams. Benny dreams. Benny slumber. I know every time I take one, I kind of feel like some like rapper taking lean or something. I'm like, I just want to forget the world. (laughs) I'm like popping a pearl. I'm like, don't look at me. Claire's like, I'm popping pills. And it's just like a literal Benadryl. And she's like dreaming that she's like a unicorn. <laughs> I'm a rapper. Okay, well, night two. I, oh my God, I wish COVID had actually made me like really good at writing rap. Yeah, I'm glad. It didn't. You were spared yeah. that symptom. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Um, so night two, I had been like, during the day, 
I had been so exhausted all day. I had essentially just like laid there, barely eaten anything, just like simply existed watching White Lotus, which we'll get to. We'll get to it. Went to sleep at like eight, woke up at two in the morning, having a panic attack. Now, I've never woken up in the middle of the night having a panic attack. That's not true. Why am I just boldly lying like that? This used to happen a lot when I was a kid. I had weird, like... Wait, so what does that mean? You wake up and you're, like, not breathing? I wake up and I just feel paralyzed with anxiety. Mm. And then I started doing the thing where, like, I would start to fall back asleep and I would have, like, a, like, weird repetitive thought and I couldn't make it go away. And even if it's something, like, super mundane, like putting bread in the pantry, Mm -hmm. I can like visualize myself doing that on a fucking loop and i'm like get me out it's like almost like sleep paralysis but like dream it's paralysis. Like you need to like get that bread in the pantry it's like i need to get that bread in the pantry and then move on with my life yeah it's like go put the bread in the so i woke up like freaking out and i couldn't <laughs> go back to sleep i woke ryan up and like i don't know what i thought this man was gonna do for me but i was like i have bad dream i don't feel too good be a comforting partner idk made him get me tylenol because also my fever was raging i wish i checked it but i didn't i was just hot and yeah let's let's say 102 let's say 103 let's get crazy yeah considering let's say let's say 110 let's say 115 (laughs) let's say 666 the devil had taken over my body (laughs) 100 celsius my blood was literally boiling i was boiling i'm just so sexy anyway it was pouring all over the bed uh, the blood was like, just spilling out of me <laughs> i woke up and i was like slitting my wrists <laughs> i made ryan get me water i made him get me tired like, i've never woken up trying to kill myself until that moment it was crazy no, i was fashioning a noose out of my sweatpants I'm like wow i'm so crazy I get up to pee, and in that moment, I realized I felt, like, so, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, just, like, a helpless, a helpless woman, which just felt Mm. very, like, old Hollywood glamorous. I was so out of it. I was, like, staggering to the bathroom, realized I was super nauseous, and then I was, like, I need to eat something or I think I'm going to throw up. Mm. It was that, like weak from not eating but then also like so hungry i'm nauseous feel like i'm gonna vom really bad vibes and my throat hurt and i'm like i think they're adding vomit to this mixture it's just like not we don't need that here we don't need diana spencer you're not invited so (laughs) i stumbled to the kitchen and like i put the bread in the uh, the bread was in the pantry The only thing that was, like, quick and, like, what I needed were Uncrustables. Uncrustables are the absolute Mm. fucking hero of my COVID journey. Mm. And so then I get back in bed. The the hero of all of our I get back in bed with my Uncrustable. I start eating it, and then my stupid boyfriend, who's, like, really sensitive to, like, mouth sounds. (laughs) I'm sitting there, like... Like, ASMRing myself. And then he's, like... and flips over and I was like alright I can't even enjoy my COVID crustable in peace so I went and sat on the bathroom floor like a dog in heat and ate my uncrustable there just like next to the toilet literally the best food I've ever eaten in my entire life nothing will ever compare also that night 
I had not one, but two sleep orgasms. Oh, sleepgasms? Sleepgasms. Cop- copyrighted. TM. <laughs> and then I woke up drenched in sweat, and I was like, I'm healed. I've broken my fever. All is well. Wrong. Because I just continued to feel like shit for like three more days. And the worst part about having COVID in fucking August of 2022 is no one gives a shit anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm so jealous of the motherfuckers that got it last summer when it was like vaccines had just rolled out and we like still cared about COVID and it was like, oh my God, you don't feel good. You should lock yourself in the basement with warm blankets and your favorite show and all the snacks in the world, widow baby. Come back to work in 14 days. And if you still feel a widow tickle in your throat, you can take another two weeks off. I was at like day three when I had fucking bill collectors banging at my door being like, get back to work, you lazy piece of shit. <laughs> and by bill collectors, I mean my employers. Well, it's like, so I... Honestly, deleting Twitter off my phone has been a game changer where I'm, like, really unplugged from, like, the going-ons of, like, most things, which is really nice, honestly. Um, recommend it. Uh, but so the CDC, like, removed all guidelines or what or something? <laughs> I don't know. While also the World Health Organization was like, we should start wearing masks again. And I'm like... I'm not entirely I- <laughs> sure because... We live in hell. I... They let me have my five days at work. Cool. This is kind. I know. So nice. And I honestly should not have been back at work after day five. Like, I still felt like shit. Of course. Because you have COVID. (laughs) I'm so mad about this. I'm so mad. Yeah, I'm not thrilled. My little Delta 8. Yeah, I'm not thrilled. So actually, I found out something out. I found something out about Delta 8. Remind me. Tell me now. We can circle back. So apparently... When you smoke Delta 8, it has a very different effect than when you take an edib- a Delta 8 edible because your liver metabolizes uh, Delta 8 the same way it metabolizes Delta 9, which is just like regular THC. So the effect oh. from Delta 8 edibles is still going to be pretty, like, pretty much identical to regular edibles. So when we're taking those like 25 milligram edibles, like that's why we're, you know, knocked out. Huh. Which is hysterical. I kind of wish I didn't know that, but whatever. <laughs> Same. I wish I could delete that I kinda, from my I brain. Wish I, I kind of wish I still had, like, the mystique of, like, ooh, it's like diet heroin. <laughs> it's like, no, you're just taking, like, three times your normal serving. <laughs> it's just like, no, you're just, like, a monster. No, you're just a piece of shit and you should kill yourself. That's yeah, what my sleep like, paralysis bread demon says to me. Put the bread in the... <laughs> pantry you stupid whore kill yourself like wonder why i'm having a panic attack um what were some other highlights from my covid journey everything was just like like part of what i do for my freelance stuff is i post to all their like social media accounts that we manage i think i can share this information like i don't know i signed an nda and i didn't really read it very thoroughly but um, we use like a planning app. So like everything gets scheduled and then I basically get a notification on my phone. And, <clears throat> and so like it copy and paste the caption into my phone and like gives me the pictures. I essentially just have to like review it and hit post and like tag people if they're in the photo. It is like my grandmother could do it. 
and I have to do it every day. It's not like I can't like just not because I she like gave me the week off, which was she, she was the unsung hero of my COVID week, <coughs> my client. And but truly posting these Instagram posts that is normally I could do if I was on heroin. I was having so much trouble like mm-hmm. The brain fog was unlike anything I have ever experienced. I believe it it. was. And it was so weird because it felt out of body where I was almost like, just think harder. Like you can do this. I believe in you. And I just like, couldn't, I was just like a meat sack who only wanted to eat uncrustables and be left unbothered. Which is that's valid. It was super fucking valid. No, I mean, it, it is annoying that, like... I was bullied like, into pulling COVID myself is, up with my bootstraps. Like, maybe you had, like, maybe you had, like, one of the variants, whatever, who knows. Mm. But, like, COVID is the same as it was in, like, March 2020. But the reaction that we have to people having it is, like, very different for literally no reason other than we're all just, like, tired of it. Well, it's almost like... Because uh, including including me, obviously, we're all tired. Literally, of it. T- correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like at this point, more people have had it than haven't had had it. It sure feels like uh, that. It feels like that, but I don't think that's well. True. In my reality, that is the truth, and I'm yeah. gonna roll with it for you walk my through next the doorway statement. where most people have had COVID. But yeah. it's almost like I don't know. Just reminds me of like being a kid and like your parents are so far removed from like middle school that your problems like they're like whatever get over it not that my parents yeah. were my, well, i have good parents it to be like to be like well honey like this is a chapter in like the book of your life and like one day you'll look back on this and i'm just like yeah but like right now like i'm 12 and like i don't have any friends like <laughs> right now i'm 12 and suicidal mom yeah no like yeah but it feels like that way with covid where everyone's had it and so they're like get over it essentially like it wasn't that bad for me like the amount of people i've heard say like well it wasn't that bad for me i'm like oh yeah because the people who died can't speak up (laughs) exactly (laughs) covid took their voices permanently (laughs) (laughs) but i mean honestly i believe over a million people have died yes it was fucking the whole time there was a couple times when I was Googling, like, at what point do I, a vaccinated individual, go to the hospital? Because this is when I had a fever for five fucking yeah. days. I'm like, OK, this can't be good. Like, I am already working with a low functioning brain. And now I'm just like I pictured the fever as like a little fire inside my brain. And I'm like, I'm literally losing brain cells. I know that's not how brains work, but to me, that like imagery made sense. But I just, the whole time I, I don't want this to turn into a, like, our, like, pro-vax podcast where that's all we blab about. Go get vaxxed, folks. Get that jab. Because at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck what you do. But, like, I can't imagine how much fucking worse that would be if I was unjabbed. No, of course. Like, there's no way I wouldn't have been hospitalized. Yeah. Which then made me sit there being all sappy and like, I'm so grateful for science and doctors. (laughs) Like, shut up, bitch. I I would have been like, God, I wish I wasn't vaccinated so I could be in the hospital and people wouldn't be. (laughs) (laughs) My munchausen ass. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very different 
approach, but honestly, I should have taken that and been like, sorry guys, I've been lying about being vaccinated. I'm not, I have to go to the hospital and I have to go to a hospital in fucking Nigeria and you'll never hear from me again. Bye. You're like, Fakes I my have own to death? go. <gasps> that would have been brilliant. I could have just my, I don't know, next 70 years of rest and relaxation. I have to go to a hospital in Culver City, California. <laughs> I have to go to a hospital serviced by my doctor friend, Nick Curl, because love is the best medicine and the only thing that can heal COVID. He's kind of like a doctor, but also kind of like a co-host and like <laughs> mainly one of those. And like um, a business partner. Yeah, and like the love of my The only life. things that are proven to lessen Mixed the love. effects of COVID, Uncrustables, multiple sleepgasms, TM, and Nick's undying love and support no literally those are my Um, desert island picks (laughs) you're trapped on a desert island what are you bringing nick's unconditional love bless up (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness gracious i have a little health update for the girlies Um, is your testosterone levels looking good 84 percent of you no, that is the update, though. Oh. I don't know how much I've told you. You haven't. I just like to bring it up because I like to bully you for your health conditions. You like to bully? Mainly because I'm impressed like, I- at how much you, like, take your health by the balls and, like, go to the doctor frequently. I just could not be me. Nick goes talk- to the doctor. I actually talked about this. Like, enough for the <laughs> both of us. Nick be going to the doctor. Nick has Munchausen's. No. Um, <laughs> They keep telling me every time I go in three times a week. Every time I go in, I have a new life-threatening illness. <laughs> um, no, it's like I wish I had Munchausen's. I wish I was, like, faking some stuff. Um, but no, actually, that's funny. I was talking to Lindsay about that the other day. And I'm like, yeah, I, like, like going to the doctor. But, like, Clary hates going to the doctor. And she's like, I love going to the doctor. I'm like, tell me everything that's wrong with me. I just don't care. <laughs> it's, more, it's not that, like... I guess it's, I would feel, I would feel burdened. It's not like a phobia. No. Yeah. Okay. It's more just like, I feel like. anti Munchausen's. The last time I went to the doctor, I like listed my concerns and whatever. And they were like, okay, here's a referral for this and a referral for that. And like, I had like a checklist of things I needed to do. I did one of them and I did the one checklist item poorly and didn't like even follow up with it and i'm like this is fucking exhausting being a human is hard enough and now i need to go to six specialists like whatever me and my fucked up knees will just continue to be fucked up it's another way of taking life by the balls absolutely raw dogging my health mental and physical no, literally no it's kind of like you're the control and i'm the experiment mm, or like vice versa. absolutely you know? yeah but let's not get um, it twisted i don't have a doctor phobia I have no time and patience. <laughs> no, busy, busy girl on the move always. Um, your testosterone. Yeah. You're like, you were talking about how you're not a man. Um, so I, <laughs> I define gender based on your testosterone levels. That's the only. <laughs> not estrogen. <laughs> Absolutely not. I rate your gender yeah. on a scale of zero to 10 testosterone. I have six so, points. Sorry. Okay. So, all right. Some background info. Um, 
uh, you, we all know where this is going. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so not to out him, but my dad has low testosterone, which I'm, like, very surprised by. Um, mm. Yeah, I would definitely rate him a he, 10 if I he, know nothing he, about him. My landlord, my high-teed landlord. <laughs> Knowing so, nothing about him but his sweet, sweet lovemaking. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I just got shivers. Um, <laughs> so, sorry. Um, my dad has low testosterone. Nick, there's another universe where I date your dad and become your stepmother. Oh, 100%. And there's another universe where I like cuck your dad and become your dad. I wish. Yeah, no, literally. There's a there's a there's a universe where both, where both of those happen, <laughs> and you and I also make a child together. No, literally, to like and we bridge also... the gap. <laughs> no, exactly, and that child has like four eyes. <laughs> that child is the Antichrist, <laughs> implying that you and I have any biological. <laughs> That's how we find that out. Child, that child's the Antichrist. <laughs> I'm also wearing like a rubber latex. <laughs> And my body looks so good in this universe. No, you're I like, like I am pack. so sexy. I'm really into the gym. <laughs> in this universe, I come buckets. So, <laughs> in this universe, you I... never needed to be circumcised. <laughs> in this universe, my foreskin worked exactly as God intended. <laughs> Um, so my dad has low testosterone mm-hmm. and he was on testosterone replacement therapy for like years might still be. I'm not sure. Um, cause that is like kind of, it's supposed to be like a low key, like permanent mm-hmm. thing. Um, but yeah, so for, um, obviously this, this, I'm only talking about cis people. Um, but for, well, actually, I, I mean, I don't know about hormone replacement therapy that much for trans people but i imagine it is kind of the same that if you're like hormonally transitioning you will probably want your levels to also get within that like average range. okay perhaps cut this because i don't know if what i'm about to say is going to come out very offensive but i yeah. it's always a fun role of the die knowing truly nothing about medically transitioning i would be curious if like pre-hormone therapy obviously trans people have higher or lower levels of testosterone or estrogen like present yeah that would be interesting to see i'm curious yeah no that would be interesting (coughs) there's gotta be some sort of study like i'm sure there is i feel like i want to say there might not even really be a strong correlation one way or another i'd believe either way i don't know right in Tell us about your hormones. Maybe I'll care. Corey, you should transition just to find out. Okay. Get on that. I don't have much else going on. We can split our my testosterone. (laughs) Um, I don't have much else going on. Nigga, ration out your tea. Oh, God. All my boys getting tea. So, (laughs) um... This is the hormone episode. <laughs> so. I'm going to pop a Benadryl and pop a tea. <laughs> Hi, Dan. <laughs> Lot happening. <laughs> Love my high tea roommate. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> so. 
Should Dan quit his uh, shitty job with no notice? Absolutely. Has to like commit a felony, and then addendum question: mm-hmm. Should he also have it be a very dramatic exit with a monologue <laughs> mm-hmm. that he has prepared? Dep- depending on how long the monologue is, because sometimes that shit can kind of like drag on. If you can make the monologue on the sh- is the monologue yeah. like sub sixty seconds? Would it be like thirty? Would they cut you off at an audition? If you were auditioning for a role of pissed off assistant, would they stop you at some point? Would they say thank you so much? No, like they've seen they've seen what they need to see. Thank you. We'll be in touch later. I'm explaining how auditions work today. When a mommy and a daddy love each other very much, they go to an audition (laughs) and inject each other with tea. (laughs) So. You're the T to my uh, Benadryl, baby. Oh, my God. You're the T to my E. So, yeah. So, my dad has low testosterone. Holy shit. Has, like, been treating it just with replacement therapy. Um, so, <clears throat> normal range, quote, unquote, is, like, 300 to 1,000. I forget the units of measurement. But Cups. it's, like, something. I want to say it's, like, nanograms to deciliters. Which, like, that means literally good. nothing to me. No, exactly. I like my cups um, as a unit. Fuck the metric system. Yeah, so totally. <laughs> um, this is an anti-metric unit. <laughs> That's what we get canceled <laughs> for is being really anti-metric no, system. Yeah, I mean, honestly. So, they're like, we can forgive you for being ignorant as hell about hormones. But <laughs> we draw the line. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and so, I mean, I, I talked to my dad about it a few months, or sometime in the past year, and he was like, yeah, I mean, my doctor was like, well, like, testosterone is in, like, every cell of your body, and it, like, is very important to, like, kind of everything about your health, and if it's low and you're, like, feeling the symptoms of that, then, yeah, you should get it fixed. And so, like, common symptoms are, like, fatigue and exhaustion and, like... um loss or inability to like really gain muscle increased body fat uh low libido like erectile issues um, did covid give me low testosterone no yeah COVID i can't get hard since i had covid <laughs> until right now oh my god um <laughs> i'm just keeping it real as always clearly keeping it real <laughs> so and my dad also said that it like and depression is also a symptom of low testosterone. Your mood can be really absolute. Oh my shit. god, is T gonna do what Wellbutrin never could for you? So, <laughs> Wellbutrin walked so the testosterone could run. <laughs> I am spitting on the fucking track right now, bitch. Oh my Woo! god! Keep them coming. I will just keep. Jesus. You keep throwing them. I'll keep oh. knocking them out of the park. Okay, oh, champ. Yeah, <laughs> okay, sport. <laughs> um. Whenever That's older what men I would say call to you younger men in the universe where I'm your father, and they're like not son, and it's like not your son. I'm like, why are you calling this random man son? Yeah, son. <laughs> and I'm like, are you my dad? <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> so I was like, well, I have like seventy percent of these symptoms, most notably like chronic exhaustion and. Depression. And your limp dick. And, and yeah. that is not an issue. I'm not just saying this because this is public, but that 
is luckily not an issue that I deal with. Roman.com if it is, though. So, um... <laughs> go to getroman.com slash daddy. D-A-D-D-Y. Um, we will not be accepting any Roman sponsorships. Thank you very much. Yeah, they're like, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, that podcast was by a crazy chick and a guy with low T. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> By a crazy chick and a guy with low teeth. (laughs) Absolutely. Totally. Um, But yeah, so I I talked to my doctor and I was like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm wondering about this. And then he pretty much just asked me if I have any like erectile issues. Like that's the only thing he asked about. And I was like, no. And he was like, yeah, then I'm not worried about it. You're 25. It shouldn't be an issue. And I was like, okay. And then I moved on from it but then i got a a new doctor because the old one moved um so then i have this new one i also asked him about it he said the same thing like i'm not worried about it at your age it shouldn't be an issue and i was like okay but i'm like uh he's like i can he's like i can order the test for you if if you'd like like we can still do that and i was like, yeah might as well i got tested the average range was like 300 to a thousand but that's a somewhat arbitrary can i please guess well hold on before you before you guess I'll let, uh, I will let you yes. know, but you're supposed to take it within two hours of waking up because your testosterone is highest uh, when you first wake up, apparently. So that's why you have, like, uh, an erection in the morning, like, when you wake morning up. Morning wood. Um, morning wood. Um, I need to chop my lumber. So. <clears throat> Mick, your bouncing your leg is making me seasick. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, it's the low T. <laughs> yeah. My low T makes my leg just so restless. Um, okay, so the average testosterone for 25 to 34 year olds, 616. Uh huh. 35 through 44, 667. 45 through 54, 606. 55, 64, 562. 65, 74 is 523. 75 to 84 year olds, 470. 85 to 100 year olds, 376. Mm. So it's like. It's yeah, like yeah. a steady but not dramatic decline throughout your life. Absolutely. So I get tested within two hours of waking up um, and I get tested twice. So this is my first one. So my first one comes back. And they tell you your testosterone is 165. No. Um, no, I'm two, so off. <laughs> 241. Oh, Jesus. That is really low. Yeah. Which is like once again like half of um 75 to 84 year olds that's half of that's half the average and the thing about the averages is that they like they really are just averages and you can have like a number in the 300s but if you don't have any of the symptoms then like it's fine and that's just like the way your body is and it's all good mm-hmm. um but if it's low and you have symptoms but, but if, if it's low and you have those symptoms then it's like that seems like pretty obvious to me. Um, anyway, so it was like two forty one, and I see that, and I was like, "Holy shit!" But the lab that UCLA uh, uses, like, once once again, that range is like somewhat arbitrarily set. There isn't like a universal standard. So UCLA says the normal range is two hundred to a thousand. Okay. So then my doctor says, this is low, but it's in the normal range, so not super concerning. And then I was like, "Can I do another test?" And he's like, sure, do another test. It's like 320, 330 or something. 
which is still lower yeah. than an 85 to 100 year old. And then he's like, within normal range, no worries here. And from my independent research, most doctors, if you have under 300, that's like automatic qualification, <laughs> pretty much. Do you think that like maybe your doctors recognize that you would just be like so powerful if they put you on T no, and they're like, like scared? Two alpha. Um, he would be dethroned. <laughs> he would take over his practice. God. He's like, no, 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 you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, man. You don't worry about it, don't worry about it. He's like, fuck, I gotta secure this no, shit. No, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think it's that. Um, oh, no, yeah, I think, really? I think, yeah. <laughs> you're not worried that your doctor thinks you're gonna dethrone him as king doctor at UCLA? Yeah, I don't think it's that. Um, <laughs> what do you think it is, neck? I, well... I also talked to my psychiatrist about it, who is like, you know, also a doctor who went to med school. <laughs> and he was very upfront. He's like, I know like hardly anything about hormones. Like, I bet he has high T. My high T psychiatrist. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he's like, he's like, I don't know much about hormones. This is like really not at all like within my area. And they don't really teach, they don't teach that. They have like one day on it. Yeah, <laughs> med school. So unless you go into like urology or endocrinology or whatever, you're not going to have like an extensive knowledge of like hormones. That being said, I've never had a doctor like kind of like dismiss my symptoms and like clear test results. Uh, yeah, your doctor sounds like me. What being dismissive and like yeah, well, whatever. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> that sounds like how I would handle. And I'm, and I'm like, you're a doctor. Um, yeah, except for I'm not a medical professional because I don't care. <laughs> if I cared, so, I would have my own practice. Don't get it twisted. Obviously, that happens because I hear about it all the time of people like going to the doctor <laughs> and being like, I'm sorry, me. really quickly. Have you yeah. been working out? Because your arms look fucking buff. Uh, Flex yeah, that yeah. one. Flex that one Wh- right now. Which one? The one that's not uh, holding a microphone. That's all. And when I'm on high T, it'll just explode. <laughs> so. <laughs> IG's code for steroids. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, they're like pretty similar. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, I just decided to like circumvent my primary care guy altogether. And I'm yeah. Just gonna, and I just went to like a like telehealth thing and I was like, here are my numbers. And I have a phone call with them on Friday. And I think that I will then be getting on it. And I'm Yay! About that. And I'm hopeful that it'll very much help with, uh, like, mental health. Yeah. No, I hope that helps, because that would be, like... Sorry, I just wanted to, like, put a pin, like, finish this one yeah, thought. Yeah, I'm yeah. just, like, about to piss my pants. <laughs> hope the tea helps. <laughs> Nick, do you think when you get on tea, are your teeth also going to get super yellow? No, I'm not worried about that. That's what I thought. Um, but, yeah, you, like, lose... <clears throat> You're able to lose body fat much easier and gain muscle a lot easier, and your like body kind of starts like recompositioning. Are you gonna get skinnier than me? Am I gonna have to fight you for queen skinny bit? Well, apparently my balls are gonna get small, which is not exciting. Ugh. Well. Disappointing for us both. My balls are huge, and I'm skinny. So. Mm-hmm. What was that meme? My you sent tiny me body, <laughs> my huge testicles. <laughs> yeah. What's up? What was that meme you sent me that you were like? Um. 
I have a small dick and huge balls, and you have small balls and huge dick. I don't know, but that sounds like something I'd send you. It was, and you did. I um, love that. Yeah, wait, so Gabby Hanna, real quick. Or White Lotus. Reporting live from the scene. I mean, I feel like Gabby Hanna's going to be like five minutes, probably. Famous last words. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, are you keeping up with what's happening? Today is currently day, what, two of Gabby Hanna's manic, public manic episode. I watched a bunch of them. And I mean, she's clearly having a manic episode. Like, yeah, it's pretty obvious. That's what's going on. My favorite part of this whole thing. Well, my favorite video of all was when she called Candace Owens an angel. I loved that. Thought that was great. That was pretty, that was, there's something about that that feels like high art. Oh, hugely. High art and is the fact that this is all happening with her weird bug tattoos down her neck. Those are so ugly. Sorry. But really, like, also, like, on brand for what's happening. I'm like, yeah, this seems like some what someone with bug neck tattoos would be doing right now on the internet. Oh, absolutely. The most yeah. irritating part, though, is all the people in the comments being like, Gabby, Gabby, I think you need to go to sleep. Gabby, Gabby, look at me. How do you text it a friend? This isn't you. Guys, I'm really concerned about her. I'm fucking sorry. First of all, I refuse to believe there's any Gabby Hanna super fans out there. But second of all, unless you're a super fan, mega stan, love her. Even if the worst possible happened and this bitch like killed herself on live. Like I'm talking like awful. You will be fine. Yeah. You will be fine. Stop trying to like. Well, <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> Nick might push back a little bit on that. Well, because that actually reminds me of the fucking video that my sh- coworker showed me yesterday that I still have not been able to like get out okay. of my brain. I, sorry, let me let me rephrase. If she actually hurt herself on live, that would be different. But like, yeah. if she died off camera or like this man that's just like in her house killed her or something, yeah. like obviously that would be like a deeply upsetting thing that we like watched it go down on tiktok but you will be fine you will be a-okay stop trying to like fake concern in some like internet celebrities comment section I mean, call a friend so Ooh, woo. like shut up social and like clearly part of the uh-huh. part of the entire um psychosis the whole like a, a contributing factor yeah. to her decline in mental health like I, I don't know to what extent but obviously like obviously having seven and a half million followers on tiktok has not and boded well and, for and her also fucking being mental gabby health. hannah is gonna like be really difficult for anyone to handle but anyone with like a like who's like predisposed to what seems like bipolar type one um i mean this is i mean it yeah, as as we learned with hormone talk, I'm not a doctor, although apparently they don't know a lot either. But this is this is clearly a bipolar manic episode because you have the delusions of grandeur, you have the like Well, it's like the text of she like, she, like, thinks she, like, she thinks she's God. She thinks she died. God. She she thinks she has the answer. She thinks she like her mind's connecting stuff a million miles an hour. This is like first hand knowledge I have from a friend who has gone through a manic episode who has bipolar type one. This is like very similar in a lot of ways. And it's like upsetting to watch. A lot of what she's been saying are things that I think when I'm high, but I'm like so incapacitated that I can't pick up a phone to like record a hundred videos in 24 hours. But the like, 
Uh, she's like rhyming essentially. She's like mankind. <laughs> Get it? I'm like so true, Queen. Like so fucking true. No, and it's like no. I mean, like half of me is like, go off. You're telling the truth. Like, the man speak, in her house. Speak God's speak God's wisdom. That's the like other, where the other I draw half the of line. Me is like maybe don't let a stranger in your house. And he's also posting TikToks. Or is yes. this a new guy? No, he's posting TikToks. Well, okay. Because she was like, someone broke into my house. Oh, that's like, new. That was, <gasps> that was new. I don't know if it's him. Oh, like and, he left wait, and came and she back. Hasn't, she hasn't posted since. No, dude comes in under false pretenses, which like is breaking and entering. I'm not a cop, but I'm pretty sure that is breaking and entering. That yeah. he lied and was like, I need to use your bathroom. And then she was like, sure, welcome in, lost soul. And then has been, like, posting about her and, like, following her around like a little dog. Us. Literally. Literally. But, like. Literally us. Part of me wants to believe that, like, everything that happens when you're at that level of, like, fame is calculated to some degree. I'm like, there's no way this man is random. Like, her parents mm. sent him or, like, it's. Like, there's no, and him, like, going, he's, like, been live on TikTok all day. Like, that that is so weird. And, like, now his, I watched his live for, like, two seconds. And his comments were, like, you were breaking and entering. Like, people just, like, yelling at him, flooding his comments. I'm, like, you realize you're giving this man a platform, right? I, like, he's going to become, like, a niche internet celebrity after this. Unless he murders her. It's still just be crazy. a niche internet celebrity. Well, then, then he still will be. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, it is also shocking that, uh, like, she's at this level of fame and doesn't have, like, an agent. Where are her people? And also, like, literally anyone. Where are her, like, not even, like, representation? Like, family, friends, doctors. They have to know that, like. The fact that the cops came and then just left because they were like, oh, she's totally normal and fine. It's almost like cops are good for nothing. Yeah, it's almost like cops are useless. Um, do I believe that? I don't know. I don't. Need, I have no. I don't know what my opinions are. People have too many opinions nowadays. It used to be like you could, you had like seven. Too many opinions. Way too many. Way too many opinions. Like you have to have an opinion <clears throat> on everything, and it's so freeing to realize that you don't actually need to have one on everything. It is just fascinating being alive, like watching this go down on TikTok. Like, there is something special about, like, when Kanye had his little public meltdown. I'm like, oh my god, I'm, like, watching a pop culture moment happen. And it's weird. Yeah. I will say she's kind of taking the cake for, like, most drama. A hundred videos in 24 hours. That's... (laughs) Also, like, stop watching, stop commenting, stop interacting. That's... I also don't know... I literally don't know who she is. She was a Vine person, and then she was a... Okay. Um, so she's been called? around. Yeah. Then she was a YouTuber, mm-hmm. and people have always, like, made fun of her for being cringy, and, like, she's also a musician, question mark? That's a generous... <laughs> I mean, she has music that you can stream, and it's really bad, and mm-hmm. she writes poetry. She's the one who wrote that, like... That people lie for this, people bed. die for this, people suck and fuck some guy for this, pay the toll for this. It's she's that bitch. Claire's like, she, I don't have it memorized. <laughs> Spits whole bars. 
me staring into the mirror fighting sleep after popping six bennies when Nick broke up with me. People lied for this. People died for this. <laughs> if you're wondering what Clary looks like um, when she had COVID, just watch Gabby Hanna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but imagine Gabby Hanna can barely walk in a straight line. It, well, and also on the total flip side, the people in the comments being like, like wondering or like assuming or just like saying that it's like some type of like stunt uh, like I mean it obviously like maybe at the beginning they could have said that but like you're not gonna you're not gonna that shirt is so cool it's not slay that shirt is so slay tell Ryan her shirt's slay Ryan your shirt's slay <laughs> rep in <laughs> no I want that that looks really cool Maybe I can make nice. that happen. You'll be in town this weekend. No, like literally. Like, ah, I'm so no, fucking excited. No, no clue. <laughs> like, me too. And I'm just like, this is weird because it's like arguably like one of the sadder things to happen in my life. Arguably. Um, but then I'm just like, oh my God, I get to sleep. <laughs> We're crazy. Oh my God. We should record like, we should record a hundred episodes. <laughs> we should record for 24 hours straight. Oh my God. That'd be Okay. It would get bad by hour 16, but then I feel like hours 20 through 24 would be like some like really. (laughs) We would find God if we would realize that we are God. Guide is a woman. I'm like, Clary, just crucify me. You're like, Nick, I don't want to. (laughs) Me with the nails. I'm like trying to be all gentle. Ew, there's blood. Like like sound of Clary, like crucifying me. I'm like, ow, ow, ow. I'm like, Nick, maybe if your testosterone levels were higher, you wouldn't be such a little bitch right now. Nail, nail, nail. Yeah, Jesus was low T. (laughs) (laughs) My low T king. My low T lord and savior. Our God is a low T God. <laughs> why um, do you think a cross looks like a T? Ever thought about that? And why America? do you think he was sagging on the T? Wake up. <laughs> it We're was a lowercase T too. So. <laughs> <laughs> to symbolize his low T and how it could have been big. Like the big, the size of it. Because it's big. Um, I really wish we there was some way to find out what Jesus's hormone levels were. Do you think other? Do you think everyone had like different hormone levels than people today back in ye old biblical days? Well, I mean, not to sound like an essential oil queen, um, but like, I think like so much of the like artificial man-made shit that we're surrounded by nowadays is like has like probably just like wreaked havoc on our bodies in like undescribable ways that we like aren't like it's like a fish in water. Absolutely. and there's not too much use in like being anxious about that because it's like what you gonna do um like every building i enter here is just like um this building contains chemicals known to the state of california that are gonna kill you and and it's and it's like a meme you know um okay did you see the thing or hear the thing i know they've talked about it on red scare that like there's carcinogens or something in like receipt paper i've heard whisperings about receipt paper. i didn't hear that on red scare but I feel like I've heard that before. That one, Maybe it wasn't. that might have been like the know. final straw for me to just like start chain smoking and like eating McDonald's every day. Because like at, at that point, I'm like, okay, there's no escaping this. Like, I'm gonna fucking avoid seed oils and not touch receipt paper. I'm like, literally kill me. 
Yeah, it's like like I I was talking to Dan the other week about and Dan for those of you who aren't intimately familiar with my roommate. Um <laughs> Dan's like a very like healthy guy and like eats very very well and we were just chatting the other week and he's like, "Yeah, I mean the closer what you're eating is to like its original source, like the better it is." Um so like Yeah. You know, a banana or an apple like from a tree or just like whole it's like foods. Whole foods. Yeah. Yeah, or like chicken meat it's like what is it it's like it's the meat of a chicken like (laughs) and but even that is just like pumped full of like fucking growth hormones to make them like extra juicy spicy smoked um (laughs) my smoking hot chicken are they gonna put some of that same chemical in your tea to make you extra juicy and spicy yeah i'm gonna (laughs) my skin's gonna be orange um (laughs) I'm not a big Obama fan, and I'm obviously not a big Trump fan, but Obama, high T, Trump, low T. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not a fan of any man. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Baby, you know you're in a whole different category. No, I'm like a new kind of thing. You're a new kind of man. You're a magician. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think Biden's T levels are like? Right now? Probably so mid. Like, I bet he's... Well, well, he seemed like a high-tea king early in his life, because my man was hot as hell. Absolutely. Um, He's also, like, a war criminal, but... I bet he'd still be fucking... (laughs) War criminals can be hot. I'll say it. Someone needed to. That's the hot take that we've been (laughs) looking for in 2022. (laughs) I was just brave enough to fight. War criminals can be hot, too. Ryan, war criminals can be hot, too. Do you agree? Ryan, will you show Nick Someone your big agree. buff muscles? No. Okay. Ryan's definitely high T. <laughs> it's nice that you think that, though. Okay, got it. Yeah. Thank um, you. Yeah. My man should get tested, but there's probably not like an easy way to like bring that up, except like maybe use me as like. A Ryan, coach. you should get your testosterone levels checked. <laughs> Y'all have a new sponsor. Implying we have an old sponsor. Oh my god! Yeah, we uh, the old sponsor. Bye, hey, Low T King. No, tell him that I'm a Low T Prince. Um, he doesn't want to associate with your type. <laughs> low T. Um, <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Um. So White Lotus. <laughs> but it is also interesting that. Um, sorry. Real quick, it is interesting. I I saw a study that um, gay men on average have higher T. Interesting, because your dad's gay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm so sorry. My gay low T dad. I don't know where I went wrong. (laughs) (laughs) He's also a war criminal. It's perfect. My my war criminal father. God, oh <gasps> now we need to say three nice things about Jeff to make up for it. Am, are you starting or am I starting? I, th- I think I'm starting. Okay. <laughs> Spit it, girl. He has a luscious head of ginger hair. That he does. Um, he is um, uh, a very hard worker. He provides for his family. <laughs> that meme that I sent you and Megan, um, if you're over 30 and you're on Be Real, you need to get off and be there for your wife and children. 
Your dad should get on Be Real. Oh my god, my dad, girl, my dad's too, my dad's too on Be Real right now. Um, being too real. He should um, go back to living a secret life. Secret life of an American America. Jeff. Secret life of a capitalist. Life. <laughs> <laughs> of a low T gay <laughs> war criminal hyper capitalist landlord. <laughs> And he's a ginger. What the, the fuck? Un- the United States of Jeff. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking god! So, yeah, White Lotus. You watched it in that your like, COVID state. That was like the best show I've ever seen. It's de- it's def. I I don't have like actually a definitive ranking beyond like maybe a top five TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is probably in my like top ten. It was same, absolutely. Really, like, um, like really, really blew me away. And the mainly, writing, the visuals, the dialogue, the is, dialogue. The dialogue is some of the best dialogue I've ever seen. It's so, like, it's so specific to each character. The like voice of the show is mm-hmm. like so strong, and the way that he, Mike White, the creator is like able to explore all these as much as he dives into in like a naturalistic and like unforced and interesting and like Mm -hmm. also not preachy like there wasn't there were a few things that he definitely like said like (laughs) colonialism is bad um (laughs) you know like there's obviously some more like black and white moral issues but for the most part he kind of just like says he kind of just like puts the characters in a situation and sees what happens organically is such an organic show. Okay. I, yes. It's like if whole foods made scripts. It, it, it's okay. There was a lot of like plot driven elements, but at the same time, with the exception of like two events, I feel like nothing really happened and I love a yes. nothing happens show or movie. Rich people go on vacation. Like that's what happens from the jump. Everything else is just collateral from rich people going on vacation. Yeah. From the jump, the setup of like, and we're going to, I I'll, we're going to get into spoilers. So yeah, sorry. I recommend going to watch the show. Um, Okay. I will say that even knowing like who dies at the end wouldn't necessarily really ruin it, probably. But if you don't like spoilers, then obviously don't watch it or don't listen until you have. If you don't like spoilers, <laughs> don't watch the show. The, just listen to us talk about it. The show spoils it. The show's going to spoil what we're talking about right now. So, <laughs> so if you like this podcast, to be spoiler free. <laughs> okay, okay. From the, the jump. Also, I forgot everyone's names because the husband and wife, Rachel and... Oh, Rachel and uh, Shane. Okay. From the jump, Shane sitting in the airport waiting to catch his flight. The two random people are like, did you have fun on your trip? Oh my God. Didn't someone die at that resort? Where's your wife? You're on your honeymoon. Where's your wife? They're like set up. It's like like read the room. (laughs) First of all, read the room. But, like, the way that dialogue sets it up for you to think that, like, she died. Mm-hmm. The mo- I can't remember exactly when I pinpointed it, but there was a moment 
a couple episodes in when I was like, oh, she does not die. Like, that's that that was a trick. And you're stupid and have COVID. It, it, was, it was a misdirect. Yeah, it was a misdirect from the get go. Mm-hmm. And when I had that realization, I feel like the show like really settled into itself where I was like, oh, this is just straight vibes. This is not a whodunit. Yes. This isn't a like I realized in that moment that it wasn't it's about not to like be big like little lies. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's not big little lies and it's not about the murder. Like someone is going to die, but like it could be anyone and it's not going to be like a murder in cold blood. It's about it's I mean, it's about so much more than this, but in regards to like the murder specifically, it's it's about how the characters got to a situation like where that happened. And I believed it the entire way. Same. Oh my God. Absolutely. All of Shane's dialogue and his whole character's like, I mean, his motivation the whole time is literally like get his hotel room that they booked. Yes. Like that being his conflict, the whole conflict hysterical and it's just so well written because we've all met someone or interacted with someone like that who just like can't let the fact that they like got a shitty deal essentially plans changed and they just like cannot adapt and can't let it fucking go that like like we've all met someone who's been like overcharged for something and then Mm like made it their life's mission and just cannot fucking let it go. And like, not to be that bitch, but I feel like it, it's a comment on like a masculinity and it's I like, mean, it's a comment on a lot. Like, I mean, he's she, definitely high tea. The, the more I think, <laughs> the more I think about it, the more I feel like Shane is like actually one of my more favorite characters. Oh, he's absolutely my favorite because he, He's just written so specifically. He's written so well, and it and it's obviously really, really easy to make that character um, like a punching bag or unsympathetic. But like Shane, like <laughs> Shane's probably like my like in like in terms of personality, like I like him the least out of everyone there. Yeah, like, absolutely. By, by like miles, um, but Shane is doing the best that he can. With what he's been given. Which is everything. Which is everything, but also nothing. Because you meet his yeah. fucking mom and you're like, okay, well, obviously he's going to turn out like this if this is his mom. If his mom shows up to his honeymoon, like, obviously. Honeymoon <laughs> one. That's the funny. That was the funniest. Tw- I forgot Molly Shannon was in the show. And then it, I, I was like, oh, what a joy. God. What a joy. Yeah. Wasn't expecting to see her. I mean, absolute genius. And. Alexandra Daddario's like one of the most beautiful women on the planet. Um, uh, yeah, she's literally and her final episode. That her everything with her in the final episode was like exquisite. She literally is that meme of Miley Cyrus with the like hyper blue eyes staring at the camera. <laughs> literally, yeah. What else was I going to say about Shane? It pertained, I swear. Masculinity. Um, he's doing the best he can with what he's been given, which is like zero emotional intelligence or like self-awareness or. And OK, I know that a you lack and I, we have been quoted as saying that Bella Hadid cannot be depressed because she's rich. But it like does this. Oh, that's what I was going to say. It does this really interesting thing. The funniest thing. part is that we like literally even. Never said that. <laughs> I've been saying that for literally years. I don't know about no, you. Clary's been saying that since 90s. <laughs> Clary came out of the womb saying Bella Hadid who's not born yet Is she younger than us? No I think she's between you and me 
I'm gonna have to kill myself. There's no other option. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It does a very interesting thing where it writes Shane's character in a totally objective way. There's no just kind of observing. It's just yeah. observing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The beha- the behavior is what it is, but it's not. And kind of with all the characters, they just are. Yeah. And the writing doesn't infer any like morals on them. They don't change who they are by the end of the series. Mm. However, they still, but how, but there's still like a ton of character development, but they still retain like who they are as people, which is always, you know, fantastic. Um, But, but no one changes for the better. (laughs) Which I love. They just change. Like, there's no like life lessons learned. It's so beautiful. It's. Yeah, I mean, with like, I, like Shane and Rachel's relationship is so interesting because, like, she's the more likable one and he's like a dick, but her character is very just like helpless and like feels sorry for herself mm-hmm. and is is just, like <laughs> like Rachel is like not a perfect person and I did feel bad for Shane to an extent where I'm like yeah I mean from his point of view this is like all out of nowhere um yeah and I mean if he's wanted his whole life if that if what he's been set up for is like he comes from money you wife some girl up and then you take care of her and she doesn't Alexandra work Alexandra Daddario up and yeah. then you get married and you're on your honeymoon and all of a sudden you're bitch ass wife is like I want to work and be a girl boss I wear pants no and I mean her her wanting to take that assignment on their honeymoon like that would piss me off I'd be like are you kidding me same I mean I also hate women work on his honeymoon I'd be like drowning him um so so it's just interesting like no one like neither of them are right but they both have understandable motivations and like where they're coming from which causes them to be in conflict yeah um and I mean, there's like, there are obviously like, the series is definitely more sympathetic to, to Rachel, um, such as with the, oh my God, when she says, um, like, what would you do if my mom showed up? And he's like, your mom wouldn't show up. And then she says, why? And he says, because she couldn't afford the plane ticket. <laughs> I gasped. I, I like audibly, I, oh my God. And he, in the, in the, that actor, Jake Lacey is so excellent because the way he says it isn't mean. He doesn't even consider that it could be mean. Mm-hmm. He's just stating an obvious fact, but something that is so hurtful and so offensive to her. And it just illustrates everything wrong immediately, but also just, yeah, her, her inability to like take responsibility and agency in her own life. Like she kind of found herself. She kind of, she's like Cinderella. She like found herself in the situation we're like watching Cinderella's honeymoon pretty much. Yeah. And then, um, and the way that that brief intersection of her story with Tanya and Belinda's story where she talks to Belinda and then you just see Belinda be like, Oh yeah. Like I'm, I'm super fucking sorry for your really shitty life. Um, and then just walks out on her and the way that that makes Rachel be like, okay, like I actually do, like all things considered, my life is fantastic right now. Mm-hmm. It's it's just oh my god, mm-hmm. so good. 
like everything it says about wealth and privilege and um the w- it's so w- fascinating and the thing is is that like once again like no one is right or wrong like belinda lies to tanya about there not being any like massages available and it's very subtle i don't think you notice it on like first glance or unless you're like really paying attention but when tanya comes out from her like session with belinda in the first episode mm-hmm. belinda's on the phone and she's like yeah today yeah of course uh-huh. we can book those three massages and it's like oh so she lied so she could like pimp out her like little side hustle like chanting business <laughs> like, yeah she does girl boss and and like that's not very cool especially because tanya was being very accommodating she was like i'll take anything except reiki but like i'll take <laughs> i'll take anything i want reiki i've had reiki i feel actually. like it could fix me don't, don't let the people know record, you said that it was, it was awesome nick um, thinks reiki is a crock of shit and a hoax and he doesn't support it i think reiki works for who it works for you know I Anyways, okay. I thought that Jennifer do you Coolidge, talk about Tanya and Belinda. Now, I just think I love the way that they portrayed a like quote functioning alcoholic. You know, it's funny. Up until you said that, I never even once thought of her as an alcoholic. She literally calls herself an alcoholic. Yeah, but it's in that way that like older wealthy women do, where they're like, really? I have. They're like, once a week, I have a white wine with lunch. I'm I thought it was, alcoholic. she literally says, I'm an alcoholic. I yeah, thought I it was a moment saying that of, about her mom, but. I thought she said it about herself. She was like. She, I mean, she probably does. I just don't <laughs> remember it specifically. And I didn't take it seriously. I thought it was like an actually really lovely moment of vulnerability for her character where she's like being honest for a second. Is she like with the guy? Like yeah. And she's like. Oh, yeah. Fantastic scene. She says a couple things. She says like. I'm a something-something something alcoholic. This is the onion. <laughs> this is the center of the onion. She's, she's like, she's, like, transcendent. <laughs> this this role was clearly written for her, but... Whew. Yes, and she fucking knocks it out of the park. Her crying to that guy is, like, heartbreaking, but also kind of funny. But the way she cries and just sputters and just, like, looks like a kid and is, like, clearly just so lonely is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Phenomenal. She does a good job with that kind of, like... Like, I want to know... I want, like... Wait, fuck. Is she Belinda or, Belinda or Tanya? Tanya. I want Tanya's, like, backstory. Like, I want... I'm so... They did such Tanya, a good job Tanya writing her character off. because I want to know, like, what her life has been like to get to this point because you know it's been interesting and crazy and full of, like tons of whack-ass shit and like filled with fascinating characters and now she is just kind of this like product of that and she does that weird kind of like yeah I don't really know where I am like I'm just I just like need a massage like so well just the complete like lack of like it was clear that her mom her mom was like more of an anchor in her life than she Mm -hmm. thought um and I got this, that scene on the boat is one of the best things I've seen. Her throwing her mother's ashes and like scream her crying. Sh- her shouting into the bag, bye mom. I, I, and then throwing the ashes and it gets in like Dylan's face. So good. So, yeah, I mean, just really exceptional. Um, Armand eating Dylan's ass. 
a shocking moment, but honestly, Dylan's whole side tattoo was so distracting to me that I almost didn't even notice the ass eating. I was like, that's a crazy big tattoo. <laughs> probably because I watched so much gay porn, too. Um, yeah, maybe if your tea was higher. <laughs> Armand, high tea. <laughs> Dylan, high tea. Definitely high tea. The dad, low tea. Yeah. F- oh, the dad. Talk about the dad. He's probably my favorite character because I think the actor just made him so likable. Mm-hmm. But um, I had more to say about Tanya and Belinda. Sorry. Keep but- talking. It'd be really, really easy to have it be Tanya takes advantage of Belinda's, um, like, emotional support Mm -hmm. um, and then leaves her out to dry. It'd be really easy to do that. And that happens. But also, Belinda is clearly only friends with and supporting Tanya, like, because of what she potentially offers. Yeah, she doesn't actually like her or care about her. No, they wouldn't be friends in real life. And I found Tanya's like confession or whatever you want to call it to her at the end, her goodbye to Belinda. Like definitely her greatest moment of like self-reflection and uh-huh. like being like, oh, but like the relationships in my life are transactional. And so is this one. And like, that's not good. And you could see her giving that wad of cash, which is like so, what looks like a lot of money. I feel like that I could really help Belinda. Um, also, where did she get that? Did she travel with that? Um, Rich people her travel her with hella money, cash. You could, you could take that as Tanya once again being transactional in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But I saw it more as just like a physical, like she is realizing that this is transactional rather than like overcoming it more just mm. accepting it yeah she's that's like, what yeah. i was she's gonna like, yeah. say she's like yeah this is transactional and like here's here's my end and i thank you for holding up your end I'm yes. sorry for screwing you with the business but well it's like she's like she can't change that about herself she's accepting it and like mm-hmm. it has gotten her this far and like at that point in her life like that's all she knows she's not going yeah. like why she's, like, sh- she's in her 60s like she why change the way that she's been doing things forever here's the money i only have transactional relationships goodbye like which is even sadder i know it really but oh oh, side note when she thought the the her neighbor that she hooks up with and starts dating when she thought he was like on vacation with some like volunteers from Black Lives Matter the whole time I was like okay well obviously he's not from Black Lives Matter but like I just want to know the logic going on in her head like so and he's like no the Bureau of Land Management which is a hysterical coincidence so Um, fucking good but also her crying that he hasn't like I'm seeing a guy from Black Lives Matter and Belinda's like oh (laughs) Like freaking out because he hasn't texted her. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, we really never grow up, do we? Mm-hmm. And be, and being like kind of like insufferable to be around, like when she's like sad about the boy. Uh huh. It's like, huh? We all just have the same experiences, don't we? At yeah. I'm any just like, age. Oh, looking in a mirror. Um, and another, we'll get into this when we go to the the uh, Mossbachers, but um, so like Belinda's black, Tanya's white. And the show is able to, like, have to, like, discuss and depict, like, racial dynamics 
without like literally ever like really acknowledging it. Like, like Belinda said, Belinda says at one point, like I think to her son on the phone, um, uh, some rich white lady, just like kind of like as a joke. But besides that, like that's kind of like the only mention. And it's just like, once again, just like you just watch it happen and it doesn't, there doesn't need to be any moment of like Belinda being like, Tanya, you need to check your privilege or like, <laughs> no. And that would not be effective. That would be, no, it'd be preachy and, annoying. and preachy and not how people really talk because the most frightening part of this whole show is that I feel like it does a really good job at writing dialogue, how people actually talk. Mm hmm. And at some points it sounds clunky and weird because people don't speak they eloquently. They trip over their words. Uh-huh. They're talking faster than their thoughts. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, the dialogue, and I, this is something that's become, like, more important to me. I feel like the older I get is, like, well-done dialogue or believable dialogue. So is important. One, pr- pretty rare, and two, like, something I actually deeply care about. Um, me the fuck, too. You know, if I'm, like, watching Game of Thrones, then it's, like, fine that they're, like, talking the way they are because it'd be weird if they talked, like, how we are now. Um, But some shows that just, uh, like, you know, characters... They were all high tea in Game of Thrones. They all spoke eloquently. (laughs) Like, some characters, like, only speak in, like, one-liners or, like, um, Succession, which is a show I love and I think the dialogue overall is really good. There's one character who's in season two who like only speaks in metaphors and analogies and I didn't you don't realize it for a second and then you're like oh literally every line she says she's like well the puma ain't gonna come for the passion fruit under the midnight sun and it's like (laughs) what (laughs) I'm getting that tattooed across my chest you should get like a drawing of it okay a puma and a passion fruit in the midnight sun yes um Puma, passion fruit, midnight, midnight sun. sun. <laughs> the midnight sun's all around us. Gabby Hanna's the midnight sun. Oh my god. I was invested in and liked each storyline, like, equally. Like, there wasn't, like, there wasn't really one that I, like, liked more, I guess. Maybe, maybe Sydney Sweeney and her friends, like, that one, I, us- I usually got very excited for. Um, really? But- I thought Rachel and Shane were my favorite. I was... I cared the well, least about Sydney Sweeney and what's her face. <laughs> no, because with um, with Shane and Rachel, I thought I knew where it was going, and then like at halfway through, I was like, "Oh, actually, I have no idea where this is going." Um, and so then it got more exciting for me. But yeah, um, the friends' relationship was like so fascinating to me the whole way through. Well, let's dive in. Let's do it, Mossbachers. Well, it's and like this family also has their own. Like, everyone has a story that's, like, given equal weight and, like, development. It's, like, crazy. It's crazy. The autistic brother sleeping in the kitchen and then sleeping on the beach. <laughs> He's the unsung hero of the whole show. I mean, kind of. He gets the final shot, which is, like, a pretty big deal. He's, like, I feel like he's the only one that actually broke out of it. He's the only one that broke out of the cycle. Yeah, like, that's truly. true. You know? Like, li- like literally. Like, physically. <laughs> High T King running away from his family at the airport. To go row a canoe to Fiji with like some hot Hawaiian men. Those guys were unbearably hot. Hi, T. Oh my fucking god, my father's here. One moment. Hi, I'm recording a podcast. Anyway. Oh my god, Lindsay just sent us a tweet about Gabby Hanna, and apparently she said, 
black women naturally embody the Holy Spirit because black mothers are always left to raise their babies alone when the father leaves. Oh my God, put the phone down, Gabby. Gabby! I, I, I feel like I still don't entirely know who you are or why you're famous, but... How come every time a celebrity has like a public breakdown, they <laughs> have to, it has to take like a weird racist turn? No, there, there has to be like... I'm like, I was feeling bad for you, and then you had to just, like, say the N-word with a hard R? <laughs> like, why? No, it's like, a celebrity's always going through a hard time, and then, yeah, they say something, like, very racist. And it's like, is it, was this all, like, a build-up for you to say? Was this, like, an excuse for you to say something really racist? Well, wait, who was Ro- Roxanne being like, sorry, I was on, like, Bene- Benadryl or whatever she was, uh, Ambien. She was like, I was on Ambien when I said, what well, I for, I even forget what she said. Um, who? Roxanne. I don't know who that Roseanne. is. Roseanne. Oh. Roxanne. I'm like, who the fuck is Roxanne? Roxanne. <laughs> that song is about um, a celebrity getting canceled for saying the N-word. That song's about Gabby Hanna. Um, Gabby! You don't have to put on the red dress! So true. Red light? Red dress. I wouldn't know. She's the second coming of Christ. That's all I do know for sure. Um, we were talking about uh what's Lucas? Uh-huh. Yeah. Great, great actor. That guy was so excellent. Really felt like a sixteen year old boy. I don't know why. I imagine that's what your brother is like. No. Good. Okay. Not at all. Was just because I'm a cunt? And you're like, well, hot bitchy sister has to have an autistic brother. No, that's just always how I've imagined your brother. That's hysterical. Like, so when this guy came on screen, I was like, oh, it's like Clary's brother. And I was like, this, this guy I've never met. Love that. I feel like that they are, they are your friend's parents. Like, you know them. You've been to their house. They're, your, they're not your parents. They're your friend's parents. They're your rich friend's parents. Yes, but if you took out like like mostly. Okay, I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> Dad, like, what's up? Oh. <laughs> okay. Let's do this. Come on. I'm yeah. I'm an hour and thirty five minutes in, All right. and I have to go in twenty minutes. How are we doing, Nick? Are we doing good? We're doing great, Mister Smith. Right, see you guys. <laughs> That's John to you. Bye. Okay. My high tea king. Oh, incredibly. I love little cameos from our, from your, that was the loudest. I love the, like, complete and utter lack of respect for my hobbies and passions. For the one thing that brings me joy. For the one thing that keeps me from killing myself, dad. Ugh. If you took out all Um, the money stuff with the Mossbachers, though, they would mm -hmm. still be your friend's parents. They do that, like, humble rich things where they're like, we're like everybody else. We just no, they, buy yeah, she's $400 like, keep, dinners. Keep your space clean. Oh my God, that was yes. my mom. I watched the pilot with my mom and, and then she like looked at me laughing and she was like, oh, that's me. And I was like, yep. <laughs> yeah, I felt like that was me. I'm like, oh, that's what I'm no, like. That, that, is, that is also you. I'm like, Let's keep the common space clean. <laughs> and I'm Sydney Sweeney with my voluptuous. <laughs> with your voluptuous breasts and bag of drugs. Yes. Um, so let, do you want, let's talk, do you want to talk about the parents?
him him cheating, his dad being gay and having AIDS. When she says AIDS and her jaw drops, so funny. He's like AIDS, and she goes, "I love them though. They overcame." Connie, okay, first off, huge Connie Burton fan. Same. Love her. Love her. I think she's love like, her work. I don't. I don't think she's like actually that underrated. Like I think she's pretty well recognized, but I still think she's underrated. I agree. I think she should be getting like a lot more work. Um, mm-hmm. And she's like working steadily <laughs> and like being. I think she should like, not Emmys. have a second to fucking breathe. I think she should be getting that much work. Don't let like, I, this I, bitch I, Connie I, rest. Like I feel like Connie Britton should be in as many things as like Nicole Kidman is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want them in. Are they in anything together? I don't think so. Not she that, was what was missing from um, Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. I feel like Laura Dern, they would probably both have gone for that character. I know. I want her as a separate character. If I can have Connie, mm-hmm. Laura, and Nikki three. the Kid all in a show together, my little lesbian MILF fantasies will be complete. That's my dream. That's my dream orgy. My dream MILF orgy. My no, dream uh, sorry. Sarah, Mar- Mary Louise Parker. Mary Louise Parker. Include mm-hmm, her. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then we've completed the circle. Beautiful. And me in the so, middle. So... I think Connie Britton's fantastic. She she plays she plays someone who voted for Bush both times, but also voted for Obama in two thousand eight. Specific, but we we all know who I'm talking about because like as soon as like people like kind of who are just like straight down the middle like center who are like yeah like gay people are fine, but I also don't want to pay more taxes like those people mm-hmm. are. Under rep- <laughs> disproportionately underrepresented the media. silent minor- majority, silent minority. Yeah. The <laughs> what would she be? She's a woman. She's a minority. And the way, I mean, God, I mean, she, but yeah, she just plays. She just plays that like center, but like I mean, in reality, like center right character so well, where she's like, boys are sex shamed nowadays, and it's not okay, and like. And then just all of her like weirdly Yes. Like like let's not get crazy stances mm-hmm. of being like of being like, well, some women really look up to Hillary Clinton. And I'm like I'm like Hillary Clinton? It's twenty twenty. Um We all love Hillary Clinton, Mom. We mom, we all love Hillary Clinton. That oh my god, that's me. That's me at like Mucho Gusto. Except my mom also doesn't like Hillary Clinton. Um Your mom's woke. My mom's woke as hell. No, she doesn't. She literally doesn't like Hillary because in like 91, she's like said something in an interview that my, my mom like was really offended by it and like <laughs> still doesn't like her for it. Okay. But, but like, but I mean, go Dorlinda off. Dorlinda hates women. Go off. Dorlinda hates Hillary. <laughs> but, um. Among all other women. But yeah, in her inability, and then Olivia calls her out for like emasculating the husband, Mark. Mm-hmm. And it's just so perfect. Um, and I thought, but also her crying about being cheated on and then her just being like, I, you know, she put the entire vacation together on top of being a CFO for like Google and mm-hmm. and just getting shit for it constantly. Like her son isn't even in the room that they're paying an absorbent, like a, a, an incredible amount of money for. And 
her husband is like having a masculinity crisis because he found found out that his dad was like pounded by you. anonymous dudes in like San Francisco. Yeah. Her daughter is this like cynical mega bitch. distant mega bitch who's there with her friend and like is still acting like, oh, my mom isn't cool. And like my mom's so cringy, which like obviously she is. But like you just kind of got to accept that. Like, everyone just needs to accept that, like, there are things about their parents that, like, are going to bother them and just be like, well, this isn't changing and let's just accept this. The fact that the mom is so, like, unemotional by everything, amazing. But then, oh, God, when she tells the husband, why did you tell our son that you cheated on me? Because now I'm going to have to talk to him. Uh And and, And you didn't and you didn't even consider that. And then when she's like, and I'm still in a lot of pain and her voice breaks. And it's kind of like the first time you like actually see her as like a person as a human. And it like, it took me out partly because I love Connie Britton, but, and also her like ripping into Rachel for being a shitty journalist. One of my favorite scenes. I respect strong women, strong women being Connie Britton in white Lotus. Ripping Alexandra Daddario apart because she's also right. The thing is, Rachel's probably she probably is like a bad writer and like a shit and like she's not a journal. Journalist is a strong term when she's like, I repurposed a profile from Washington Post. I'm like, so you copy pasted? Literally me. Like what? (laughs) Yeah, another like subtle way where it's like Rachel also isn't a fantastic person, even though you're ostensibly supposed to like root for her over Shane. So good. But do you want to talk about the friends? Sorry, getting emails from work. I have to pee again and we have to be done in the next 11 minutes. Can can you hold 11 minutes or do you want to go now? No, I can hold it. Okay, cool. I went into it expecting to like for these girls to be my favorite characters and the ones I was the most interested in. Mm -hmm. I was not. I found myself a little bit bored and... I thought they were well written, well done, well crafted, but I didn't really care. I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. They're looking for their bag of drugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, di- I wasn't. I liked them in the first episode and then kind of lost interest. That's so interesting that I like just to- so did not have that. Really? Tell me more. Trying to like figure out their dynamic was maybe it's because I'm a guy. I don't know. Maybe you like caught on to it quickly or quicker but like their dynamic was really hard for me to like figure out okay same the power dynamics i've had similar dynamics in friendship but it would never go so far as for me to either bring them on family vacation or go on their family's vacation and that was where it kind (sighs) of lost me I'm like, you guys have Mm. such a fucked up relationship and you really said, yeah, let's go to Hawaii together. That like it still has not like fully clicked with me. The way that they could go from like being just attacking each other, but in literally the most passive Mm -hmm. way you can imagine to then both um, being able to then be on the same team against like her mom in the same Mm -hmm. breath was was really interesting. But yeah, figuring out their figuring out their dynamic was like really hard for me and kept me very intrigued. And I couldn't, I didn't know why she was hiding the guy. I don't know why she was lying. About, I didn't know why she was lying about that. And I, I didn't know why really Sydney Sweeney was like crying over it. I was like, Oh, is she a lesbian? Like what's happening? Do you and think so I thought perhaps that was, like she doesn't know either? 
No, I mean, I think it's what Paula says about like, like Olivia needs to have more than Paula. And if Paula has something that uh, Olivia doesn't, then it like poses an issue and you get like kind of a them alluding to what sounds like Olivia, like hooking up with a guy that Paula was like maybe casually seeing or was at least into mm-hmm. and like back in college. And then she does it again with Kai. Um, but what really, really fascinated me about the girls was all the layers of Paula being the less wealthy friend going on vacation with her white friends, wealthy family and then feeling like she identifies because of that with Kai, someone who's like literally like faced the like firsthand horrors of like colonialism mm-hmm. and capitalism and like <laughs> white supremacy and all that, uh, all that jazz. Um, like whose home was like uprooted for the very resort that he's working at. Mm-hmm. And then for Paula to feel this like self-righteous and using Kai to get back this like pent up rage she has against the family Mm -hmm. for having more than she does is it's just like okay that is a more eloquent way of putting it and I don't I don't mean to say that like I wasn't interested in their storyline because I was it was just the least it was the least and it was really hard for me to imagine a scenario where two people with a relationship like Paul and Olivia's would get so far as to be on family vacation with each other. That is fascinating to me. And I think that was the hardest to like rationalize in my brain. That's fair. Yeah. Because like uh, the things that like Paula even says about Olivia, like needing to have more than her, whatever to Kai, like she's to some degree, like process that and is aware of it herself why would you ever want to be alone on an island with that person if you've at mm. least like you can do drugs at home? <laughs> like I maybe she just really wanted to go to Hawaii. I guess. I don't know. I'm trying to think if I have a friend who's like maybe or acquaintance or whatever who's like who I have that difficult of a relationship with. I don't have any like that are like similar really, so I can't really imagine. Us. Um, but. <laughs> I always have to have more than Nick. And when Nick has more corn in his corn storage <laughs> than I do, I have to steal his or fuck his boyfriend. So final five minutes. Um, I mean, I, okay. So apparently the creator is a fan of Red Scare and Olivia and Paula are based off Dasha and Anna. Hysterical. Which is so funny. And also just like the book, the books that they're reading hysterical it's like literally only for people who like know that who like have listened to red Mm -hmm. scare and like know that he also likes it and based them off it's just like a fun little wink to like maybe like a thousand people (laughs) and for that i worship him like a god yeah um adieu yeah sorry i'm still thinking about paula convincing kai to steal the family jewels the family jewels. Um, what a shitty, not thought out plan. Because she puts all the responsibility onto Kai and takes none of the fallout, even though it was like entirely her idea that she like kind of egged him on to do. Yeah, because she also comes from a huge amount of privilege and doesn't even realize it. Mm hmm. No, it, exactly. And realizing that it's not just like, like upper and lower, that there's like gradients mm-hmm. and like, and realizing that she's not where she thought she was. 
and like dealing with the guilt of that very fascinating and but that final conversation between her and Olivia was like maybe my favorite scene in the whole series when yeah um something really bad could have happened something bad did happen incredible un- unbelievable and then when uh when Paula says uh I guess it's not stealing if you think that everything's already yours chills so good and i'm very excited for season two which is in sicily and tanya and her boyfriend are the only returning characters it's either gonna be so good or such a flop but i'm just like what are the i kind of think it's gonna be a flop but that's just me what what are like the themes gonna be is it gonna try to still talk about privilege or is it gonna be like an entirely different thing it's just gonna be good vibes hopefully aubrey plaza's in it Mm. and i also i forgot to say this um this is like totally unsubstantiated so like whatever um but i read that hbo had mike white put in that first scene of shane at the airport like to edit that in as the first scene of the pilot um in order to have there be like a murder mystery element but like i think originally like he didn't even have that opening the series supposedly that could interesting. be interesting okay i'm gonna put my pants yeah. this has been lovely bye illy Love you, mean it. Hello. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, me and Claire produce and edit and sound mix. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Brain Cell Girls. You can follow me, Nick, on Instagram at Nick Curl. And you can follow Claire on Instagram at The Grace Trap Queen. Music by Anabolic Beats. We would like to thank our patrons who have selected the immortal tier on our Patreon for allowing us to, you know, make the show. We really appreciate it.